The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good evening, everybody. What's going on? Eric Franson and the Ringmaster. Is that right, or is it Ringmaster? Nope, nope. Remember, you just get through the first word, but you emphasize the last word. Ringmaster. Yes. Ringmaster. Yes. Correct. Or the deflator, Ajay Salveson. I'm trying to do my best, like, wrestling announcer guy. Well, that one sucked. Is that okay? No, that one sucked. Do it again. Do it right. The masked man. Oh, you know what? Don't even care. The ringmaster who plays, who would wrestle in a square thing. They call it a ring, but it's square. I've never quite understood that. Eric, there's a lot of things. The octagon, they always call it the octagon. They when you when you get to be my age, I'll teach you. Should they call the octagon the the pyramid? The triangle? Dude, it is the square ring. It's a boxing ring. It's a wrestling ring. It's all it is. But it's square. It's a square shape. Have you ever seen have you seen the Super Bowl rings? They're square. No, they're not. They're yes, round. Yes, no, they're square. You should look at them. around to put your you finger You hadn't even looked at them. You should look at them first. 89315-TEXT-IN. And by the way, we invite all of you to share your opinions, thoughts, complaints, feelings of dismay, best wrestling names. You can text in at 435-339-0321. Or you can message us directly on the new 106.9 The Fan mobile app. But 9315 says, I want to know why BYU fans... We're thinking they could be under nine in the rankings. You need to play better. You need to play better teams from P5. I did see somebody say Zach was the best quarterback in college football. Uh, I believe he's now number four on a lot of Heisman watch lists. Yeah. Definitely on a lot of people's radar. Uh, wait, you say he's not really on a lot of people's radar? No, he is. Oh, he I is. was going to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, like Lawrence, Justin Fields. And I think Zach Wilson are the best three quarterbacks in the college football. Those are those are my three guys. Lawrence, Fields, and Wilson are the best three quarterbacks in college football. Uh, as far as being number nine, I, look, I, I said they'd be outside the top ten. They were, but I didn't see Georgia being inside the top ten. <laughs> I thought Indiana would – I didn't see Georgia being in the mix. That's, that's what's nuts to me right now. I didn't expect to see BYU at nine in the AP and coaches drop five spots. Spots, yeah. In the playoff In the bowl. playoff Yep. Bowl. <laughs> um, but you know, whatever. I, I'm, fr- I'm frustrated just because, like, we – because do you remember two years ago when the Aggies run, like, they had the one loss versus Michigan State at Michigan State in a game where they, you know, they're one drive away from winning it. Down to the wire. Yep. And then they ran the table until Boise State, but, like, three weeks before Boise State – when the first rankings came out, they weren't in it. The second one came out, they were like 24th. And they had a much better schedule than BYU's. So, 
you don't got a lot to gripe about right now about the Cougar, for you Cougar fans. Like, you just don't. And this is the way it is. If you want to go play somewhere, and by the way, not only are you 14th, but Oregon and USC are on your heels. They are nipping at you, and they are one win, which they'll both probably get next week, one win away from hopping you. Yeah. Because BYU doesn't have a game next week, and, and they don't play tomorrow or this weekend, They don't right? play this weekend. They do not currently have an opponent to the following week either. Yeah. I just, it's this is a hard road for them to climb. John Russell text in, do you think that Utah continues to kick itself or not for going after Wilson? I, that's, I think that ship has sailed. I think Kyle Whittingham is pretty good at just taking the guys that he thinks are the best players and going with it. Every coach in college football has a guy that they wish what they would have taken. Uh, every coach, I mean, look, I, I, I'm sure that Matt Wells has a guy he wished he would have took. Gary Anderson has that. Kyle Whittingham has that. Kalani Sataki has that. Everybody wishes there was a guy that they had on their team or wanted to go after on the team, and for whatever reason, the kid left or they didn't get the guy, and that's how it goes. I, I don't know if Whittingham really dwells on that. I mean, he's beaten the Cougars the last nine times, so there's, yeah. Yeah, I think he'd take the victories over missing on that specific quarterback. Amen, But I like, look, I like Wilton a lot. I love Wilton a lot. Footwork, uh, arm accuracy, arm strength, throwing motion, it's all there. I mean, honestly, he could be better than Jordan Love. He's incredible. He's special. I think him, Fields, and Lawrence, like I said, I, if uh, if I was ranking him in order, it would be Lawrence, Fields, and then Wilson, three best quarterbacks in the league. And I mean, sorry, in the nation. Utah State, they could take you know one of those guys. That'd be great. Uh, they don't have one of those guys. There's going to be a new quarterback who gets to start on on uh, Thursday on Thanksgiving Day. That's uh, going to be well. We don't know. Will it be Peasley? Will it be Cooper Lega? It'll likely be Peasley. But there's definitely some unknowns there with Utah State at the quarterback position now that Jason Shelley has been dismissed from the team. Frank Miley, and we kind of touched on this on Monday, but it's worth hearing again that there's still some uncertainty here. And I think it's good, it's healthy to have a little bit of, of a battle. But um, we, we could see both quarterbacks play tomorrow. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you'll will. You'll see Peasley and you'll see Lega. Yeah, I think they combat it. So I think it's it's still up for competition there. Uh, I know Andrew has more experience, but uh, I think it's always a competition outside when it comes to the quarterback position. I think Peasley has the upper hand because he knows the offense a little bit better, has more experience. Uh, but that doesn't you know that doesn't speak to what the competition will look like from day to day. So uh, I expect that there still be a, a competition there. Obviously, uh, meeting and. In- talking with Coach Schramm to see if that's a solidified deal, but I wouldn't be so quick to say that that's, that's what's going to happen. So it's likely Andrew Peasley. I would say Peasley's going to start. Cooper Legault will get some reps, yes. I mean, Cooper, I mean, Peasley has had more in-game experience at this level. That is a thing. But um, there may be opportunities for Cooper to get involved there. And well, it's our first opportunity to really see him in a game. Uh, so there's maybe a little bit of question, not a lot of question, but there's some intrigue there for Utah State. It will be a new starting quarterback, period. But there's also some question and intrigue about New Mexico. 
Yes. In their quarterback situation. So, Tuioti uh, suffered a concussion two weeks ago in Hawaii on a illegal late hit. That was uh, when he was going to the ground, or I guess was about to go to the ground. He got hit, and it was bad. Um, he had a concussion, was out for two weeks, I believe. And so, Trey Hall took his place. And really, Trey Hall did a, did a pretty good job considering. Uh, I thought he handled it well. Um, didn't come away with a win, but I thought he competed against Air Force really well. Air Force is Air Force, but I, uh, I would imagine uh, Coach Gonzalez said that uh, Tuioti will be a game-time decision. My guess is he's starting on uh, tomorrow night versus the Aggies. There's Frank Miley talking about the New Mexico quarterback situation, trying to prepare for their quarterbacks and the type of quarterbacks that they are and the type of skill that they have. Do you know what? I see them both the same. They're both athletic quarterbacks that do a great job for their offense. Uh, they do a great job controlling uh, the ball and the tempo of the game. And so um, whether it's Tuioti or, or Hall, I mean, they're, they're both problems to prepare for. And this has been the team before that is, is, uh had very athletic quarterbacks that like to run, like to have uh, running backs that can be uh, cause problems out of the backfield, be able to catch the ball out of the backfield. And granted, it is a new head coach. It's a little bit different philosophy. But based on what they've had in the past and who the personnel they have coming back, uh, we're going to see some mobile quarterbacks, some athletic quarterbacks. So Utah State, defensively, have to stay in their lanes, not allow them to get loose. Force them to be throwing quarterbacks. And I think if they can do that, it'll be a better situation for Utah State defensively if they can force these QBs into passing quarterbacks, less roll out, scramble if I can, or throw on the run. Let me ask you, do you feel like, because New Mexico right now averages around 100, oh, sorry, they have 147 rushing attempts on the season. They've thrown the ball. <laughs> They've thrown the ball for 147 times as well. Uh, they're 80 of 147 right now with uh, four interceptions, about a 54% completion percentage. How much do you think we'll see a balanced attack versus the running game? Because if you look at the blueprint from the past four games right now, the running get, or the running defense for the Aggies has been atrocious to say the least. But their passing game, or excuse me, the passing defense hasn't been that much better. No, look and at now what happened have, against Nevada and Fresno. Yeah. They, they passed the ball on Utah State with a lot of success. Well, and and they had all the time in the world, right? Because I mean, you're sending a three-man rush and just gives your quarterback forever to throw. What do you think we'll see a majority of? The running game or the passing game? I wish we did a pick six here. Hmm. Um, I, I, think, I think they've shown to be pretty balanced on the year, and I wouldn't suspect much difference. Um. If things start going well in their favor in one or the other, they'll may focus more on that. But I think they'll try to be a little more balanced. Just that's that's who they've been so yeah, far. They and that's and that's exactly right. Like we said, 147 rushing attempts and 147 passing attempts. It's about as balanced as you could possibly get. But the question is, is if based if it's Trey Hall, I could see the passing game opening up. If it's Tuioti, I see them just running the ball. Like you said. Tuioti is mobile. I mean, he can get around the field really well, has great vision. When they do run a fly sweep or a jet sweep, when they do run that zone read option, more often than not, it's been Tuioti keeping the ball, especially on second and third and shorts. When it's in that, it's in that range, expect Tuioti to be keeping the ball on a zone read option and trying to pick up yards that way. Uh, so Utah State defensively, 
has has got to get better, right? I mean, they're they're getting exposed on on deep passes. They're letting teams run the ball at them. Though I I think that the Utah State run defense has improved a little bit over the last few games that they've had. Uh, the the passing game defense needs to get better. Uh, but Marcus Moore, he's one of those guys in the trenches for Utah State, and uh, this is a this is a guy that is part of a defense that just wants to put a complete game together. They've had stretches, they've had moments, they've had drives, they've had quarters that have been great. They just haven't put together a complete game defensively, and that's something that they're really striving for this week as they host New Mexico. Oh, we hungry. We real hungry. Uh, you know, every week, you know, we get we meet we meet um every day. Um, and that's the that's the focus is to just execute. You know, that's what uh, we're here to do. That's our job. You know, if every man can do their, do his job, you know, we'll be all right. This has been a theme, Ajay, that I've heard for the last few weeks about execution. Uh-huh. Yeah, the the desire is there, the efforts there, the execution Has needs to be been... refined. Amen. Uh, and. <laughs> I, I like you've seen some promising drives, right? That get you into the red zone. We saw that versus Fresno State, right? We were in the red zone three times and came away with three points. Can't happen. Can't take bad sacks. Can't have penalties. You've got to sustain drives and yeah, and turnovers. You've got to be able to put points on the board with this. Um, and I think with Peasley, if I might be so honest to say, I think Peasley and Cooper Legault will fix that. I have confidence in those two guys. Nine three one five texts in. I think there are people that wish they would have got Cooper. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hey, speaking of which, I was listening to you guys yesterday. Uh, the Sergeant kid is going to Wyoming. Yeah, the uh, Logan that makes High me sick. From Logan High, he's going to Wyoming. That makes me sick. What the heck were we doing? Like a local kid like that who's decent talent, letting him go to Wyoming. Uh, that's it's bad recruiting. Well, it's a bad job. It's hard to know. I mean, sometimes, I mean, yes, ideally you want to get the best. You want the players that are Division One and able to, to come to your team. It's going to mean a lot. And you're going to have the buy-in, and you're going to know what the program's all about. But there are times when a young guy just feels like he needs to get out of the area. <laughs> he just needs to go do something different. Yeah, I kind of want to get his mindset on that. Him and Mason Faltzloof. Mason's one that really, really bugged me that we let him go to Utah. Because I guarantee – well, well, I don't know that they necessarily let him. I'm sure they pursued him. Yeah, but how much – I mean, how good was the pursuit? Like, a kid of that talent shouldn't say, instead of skipping Utah State, I'm going to go to the rival school and go to Utah. Should not happen. <laughs> a kid that talent, you should be able to, with ease – Reel him into Utah State playing locally here in the Valley. That's, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, look, as much as it hurts Utah that they didn't get Sam Merrill, us, you know, not getting Mason Falsov and Jackson Brenchley, mind boggles me. Anyways, that's another day, another discussion. But anyway. <laughs> uh, one, one more thing from Moore, and it's kind of a similar theme from him, and we've heard this from Coach Miley on down, about what they've really worked on this last week. Uh, execution is a big theme. Utah State didn't have a game last week, so it's kind of a bye week. So, what did they what did they work on, Marcus? Uh, I believe it just. I mean, with the extra time that we had, 
uh, it sharpens our minds, obviously, obviously, and um, you know, it prepares us more than what more than normal. Uh, gives us the extra time and the ability to be able to perform correctly, executing our plays and whatnot. Yeah, it was. I would guess that's probably a bit of a blessing that that game did not happen last yeah, week for no. USU with the coaching turnover, Shelley being dismissed, and. Uncertainty about players who were transferring. Yeah, it's, Utah State needed a minute to kind of step back and, and collect itself, yep. and then step forward again and get ready for New Mexico. Um, yeah, that's. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna emphasize how big of a blessing that was. I mean, you're gonna start Cooper Legault on a short week with limited coaching staff, limited players, um, against a good Wyoming defense. It just was a recipe for disaster. So with all due respect, I'm grateful that game got canceled. Yes, me too, because I was out of the country. I didn't have to worry about missing anything. I know. I love your text. Just how I planned it. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, let's. Uh, I want to hear from Demetric Aliafua, just some of the things that he said um, about, uh, again, what is this team? This needs to be about Utah State getting themselves right, improving on what they can control. And being consistent, uh, the, the, he talks a little bit about what the on the offensive side what they need to improve upon when they face New Mexico on Thursday afternoon. Um, Execution-wise, uh, that's that's basically what we really need to focus on. Um, whether or not you have the best game plan in the world doesn't matter if you can't execute. It really comes down to the players. The coaches can do their best job, and at the end of the day, if we're not able to execute the way we need to execute, we won't win. So, um, just really knowing our assignment is what we focus on uh, this past week and uh, what we're going to continue to focus on because all we need to do is uh, do our 111th and if we're able to do that we're going to be successful. Are you sensing a theme here? Yeah. How about one more? This is Frank Miley the interim head coach. What does the team need to improve upon coach? You know the biggest thing is, is, is who are we? You know what I mean? What do we do best offensively? What do we do best defensively? And continue to get good at that stuff uh, and so at the end of the day we're playing another good opponent um, offensively, defense, are, they're, they're well-rounded, they're sound uh, in everything that they do. They play fast. So for us, it's always been the same, the same issues is we got to get better internally uh, with technique, fundamentals, understanding the scheme. Uh, and as long as our kids understand what they're doing and how, the, how to do it, uh, we'll be fine. The Utah State is a developmental program. We've heard this many different times, different ways. They did not have a spring football where they – Take a lot of time to develop their players. Who do we have? Who can we put in different positions and give them those times to kind of learn on the fly in, in a non-situation uh, that, that doesn't matter wins or losses, but how can we develop these guys and give them opportunities to learn their positions well? They were robbed of that in the spring, very limited opportunities in the fall, and there are a lot of new players. And now we've had other issues with guys being sick, guys having attitudes, and uh, this coaching staff said to try to move things around. The bottom line, look, if you execute, you do your job and do it like we we're teaching you how to do it, you'll still be okay. Yeah, again, it's just focusing on what you need to do and control what you can control, right? And uh, right now they need to focus on themselves, and you're right. It's kind of a de- – it is a development. but And especially this year, you're just working on trying to get better every single game, one game at a time. Um, and if we're honest with each other, this is a, this is, this could be a winnable game for the Aggies, but it's going to take a lot of 
just everybody's got to do their job. And I know that sounds so cliche, but that's a bit, that's been a problem all season long up to this point. Is we got guys trying to do a little bit too much, worrying about other people, worrying about what they're doing, and not just worrying about your specific position, your specific assignment. Do that, and you give yourself a chance against New Mexico. Coming up next on the other side, we'll hear from uh, Coach Miley about this New Mexico defense. Definitely a much different situation than we've seen out of New Mexico the last few years. Rocky Long, former head coach at San Diego State, former head coach at New Mexico, known for an aggressive defensive style. Coach Miley weighs in on that, what the Aggies might see tomorrow when they face New Mexico, 5 o'clock on Merlin Olsen Field, Thursday afternoon. We'll talk about that coming up next in the Full Court Press. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. It's the same. Rocky's not going to change. Uh, that, that's his DNA. That's who he is. Uh, and I wouldn't expect anything less than a, than a fist fight going into this battle right here. Obviously, he just got there. So, so recruiting to, to that personality, coaching to that, to that mentality uh, takes a little bit of time. But we see the same exact thing on film uh, here at New Mexico that, than we did when he was at San Diego State. That's Frank Miley talking about Rocky Long being the defensive coordinator at New Mexico. Going back to Albuquerque. But now as the uh, D.C., not as the head coach. But he definitely has a long track record of of uh, dialing up aggressive defenses. And for, I think what Frank Miley's saying there is he probably doesn't have the personnel like he'd like to do exactly what he'd like. But he's going to try to get them to play aggressive and physical defense. Which is what you should do. Like, don't change your game. Well, I know this sounds like, probably like a bad idea. Don't change your game plan based on what you've lost. If you want to be aggressive, be aggressive, right? If you if believe in the talent that you've got on the field, because if you start switching things up, then everything becomes chaos, everything is a mess, and everything gets confusing. You have four games left. Stick with what you got, with the talent that you have, and try, I mean, just see what comes out of it. And I think New Mexico's a team where, I mean, you could probably do that and be okay. Uh, got a text from 5338. says, does Frank Miley have to win this game to be considered a serious candidate Ooh. for permanent head coach? Ooh. The correct answer is yes. <laughs> uh, no, that's a great question, 5338. I'm going to say no. Um, I mean, as you mentioned, this is just a different year. Uh, everything is so fluid and so different, and you're trying to um, – you know, you're trying to manage with what you got. Look, Eric, they've lost their quarterback. They've had a game canceled, and three kids just went to the transfer portal. I mean, we're. I mean, I don't know if it's really fair to base it this season if he's a good candidate as a head coach. Really, it, we we this is outlined by John Hartwell at the beginning. It's not about how many wins or losses are tagged on Frank Miley as interim head coach. It's about how the team is progressing now. That being said, when you face a team like New Mexico, who hasn't won a game yet, who has had a bad track record the last few years, this should be a winnable game for Utah State. This shouldn't necessarily hurt his resume, but it can definitely help his resume getting this win and yeah. maybe getting a yeah, few no. more. 
Because, I, look, the boosters want to know, look, is this a guy that can coach in a hard situation? Not yeah. every year is going to be rosy. You got to know what, what what you got in the trenches in the in adversity. How well can he rally the troops and come together and, and still win games? No, that's a good point. It's a great point. Uh, yeah, you're right. Winning this gaming versus New Mexico would really help. Absolutely. It would help. And maybe jumpstart your team a little bit, give them some confidence going into the final two games of the year against Air Force and at Colorado State. Um, is it a must win? Based on everything that's gone on, I, I feel like it's not, but I could see where people would say yes, especially in the donor's eyes, especially in the administration's eyes, especially in you know, Mr. Bovey and Mr. Hartwell's eyes. I could, I could see that they say yes. And even potential recruits. Yes, sure. Yeah, they want to know what's uh, they want to know what this guy's made of in case he is the new head coach. Look, the team showed progress and showed promise against Fresno State. They just didn't put it together for a full game. But um, so, where are they at tomorrow against a team they should be able to beat? One of the other things too is uh, we hear this. We've been hearing this a lot. What's the trajectory of the program? How are things progressing? And one of those questions got asked to Frank Miley about positions, position groups, or you know, specific areas of the football team uh, that have changed the most or are improving the most. So from his perspective, watching the evolution of a, of a group of players, his perspective on that is kind of interesting. Probably uh, the backer and secondary. That there's been kind of the the rotation through there uh, due to some of the, some of the COVID, uh, with guys being out, guys being hurt, um, and I think the the group that's pre, pre, uh, stayed pretty much consistent uh, as far as health wise has been the D line. Um, and again, they still got a lot to prove. They know it. Uh, they're they're up for that challenge. Uh, but they've been consistently the healthiest group so far moving forward. Uh, and it's only really affected uh, the backers in the secondary. So uh, as you continue to see young guys play, these are talented guys that that we need uh, to fill those shoes. And and they haven't flinched one bit from doing that. And so. Uh, I look forward to these guys continue to make progress and move in the right direction, not only for now, but for the future. So the question was, which position group has shown the most improvement and which has been the most consistent? So the backers and the secondary has shown the most improvement, uh, and the D-line has been the most consistent. You agree? I, I have a hard time with the, the D-line – me too. In the first two games, <laughs> was greatly exposed. Yeah, and I know there were a lot of new players there and some youth, but that's been a real <laughs> sore spot for Utah State defensively. Yeah, I'm with you. Yards on the ground. I'm not with getting after the opposing quarterback. Uh, did you say defensive back or running backs? On that answer. Uh, I took that as defensive back. Okay. So he thinks he's saying he's seen improvement from them? Here's Be what he had. Here, here's the first part of it. Can we? Yeah. Probably uh, the backer and secondary. There's been kind of the, the rotation through there uh, due to some of, the, some of the COVID. So linebackers and secondary. I would disagree there too. I mean, Dobbs had more receiving yards than Utah State had passing yards. Uh, in the Nevada game, <laughs> uh, and and now you're playing without Trey LaFace Jr., who's done now. Um, Cash Gilliam's gone. Cash Gilliam. 
but I don't know if he really mattered that much, to be honest with you, for speaking honestly. Messenheimer has been there, I guess. AJ's been great. Elijah Shelton has shown some promise here and there. Yeah, I'm just not seeing it. I'm not sure I agree with that one. Maybe I'm being too harsh. But uh, 2787 text in. He says, uh, USU keeps saying that they are very hungry. Now is the time to dig in and feast. No more nibbles. And nibble here and nibble there does not cut it. Feast, dang it, feast. Well, on Thanksgiving... <laughs> They should feast. I, I, I agree. Like it. Like, and, and, and that's the thing. And two, no, 2787 is absolutely right. Like, this is a New Mexico team who is very vulnerable, especially on the defensive side of the ball, especially in the secondary. Go after him. You've got a quarterback who can who can throw it. Um, be creative, make good decisions, utilize the deep ball. I know there's no Tompkins anymore. Uh, but if you can get Savar going in the save on Scarver going in the passing game, use Taylor Compton. Uh, give your guys a chance. I, I be aggressive. Like, what do you have to lose? You're zero and four. Go be aggressive. Let it fly. Open it up a little bit. I'm with, I'm with two seven eight seven. I agree. Yeah, this is an opportunity for Utah State. They've had a little bit of time to get healthy, to evaluate some things, they had extra time in the film room last week uh, to kind of step back and take a breath, and now get ready to go. Yeah, they they've got to lay it out there. They have to go after the Lobos. They have to set the tone and be consistent with it. Not for a quarter, not for a half, a full game. Don't yeah, give it's a team be a full 60 minutes. And Look, this is a team that hasn't won either. Don't give them a, a, a glimmer of hope. Don't let them hang around. Because they're hungry too. Yeah, uh, I would imagine... Um, I would imagine and I would hope for because, again, Buddy Reader is not the offensive coordinator calling plays tomorrow. Tomorrow it will be Dave Schramm again. I would hope and I would imagine that they open it up a little bit, let it fly, utilize some deep routes. Let's see what skate. I want to see what Savon Scarver can do with a good quarterback like as a receiver. And he had one last year, but I don't think Savon Scarver really was adjusted to the whole offensive side of the ball. I want to see if we can get him open on some routes, utilize him. I... Uh, you know, just get something spark here. Hey, by the way, now that this really affects us that much, but there is some news uh, about football. Oh, okay. Air Force and Army, they have been able to reschedule their game for December 19th. Oh. So that'd be the night of the conference championship yeah, Air Force game. is pretty much out of declaring, the- we know we're not making it to yeah. the conference title game, so let's figure something out. Okay. Good for them. I like it. I like it. That that's a uh, and they had their game canceled this week, right? So they're looking for an opponent this week too, because they had their game canceled this week. Uh, they were supposed to play Colorado State. Colorado State. Yep, that's supposed to be twelve p.m. tomorrow. So <laughs> I'm trying to get any kind of game right now. Would you play BYU? If I was Air Force, yeah, sure. So it's a regional rival, a former conference rival. And you have nothing to lose. Like, No. I mean, look, you play BYU and you lose, you're supposed to. Um, but BYU needs a game as well. But I don't think it's the There's quali- some good battles between those two teams. But it, And I don't know if it would be this year. But it's not the game. It's not the quality win that BYU no. needs. They need something that's going to move the needle a little bit. 
It's going to open some eyes, turn some heads. Oh, who's that going to be? Golly. That's that's the thing. I don't know. It's got to be. I mean, does a Pac-12 team even help you? Yeah, absolutely. Any Power 5 school would probably help them. That's but, what they lack. But again, their regulation says, you know, if we if we schedule you, we have the right to cancel it because another Pac-12 team is available. So San Diego State is also available this weekend. But they're playing against... Uh, they were supposed to play Fresno, but Fresno had to cancel. Yeah, but they've got a game scheduled. I believe it's uh, it's not Washington. It's, uh, gosh dang it, man. I had it. There's a rumor that they had another game come... I want I don't think it was Colorado. Yeah, I can't remember who it is. I, I think San Jose State football is rumored that they've got something else to uh, or someone else to replace that game now. I, don't, I can't remember who it is. Uh, Colorado's supposed to play at USC. Looks like all the Pac-12 teams have been able to rearrange some things and get opponents. Utah got Washington on the schedule for Saturday in Seattle. Yeah. So, San Diego State is supposed to play BYU on December 12th. 12th, yep. I know there was some talk that San Diego may try to move that up to play this weekend so they could still play Fresno State later in the in the in the December, just reschedule that game for December 12th. And basically still get their schedule and just flop dates, swap dates out. Yeah, there you go. Uh, coming up next here in the Full Court Press, we'll get more from Coach Miley about New Mexico. They create a lot of turnovers. And this is a team that, as we've said, can be pretty aggressive. And Utah State's going to have a new starting quarterback. What is the risk there of uh, Utah State turning the ball over? But we'd still love to get your thoughts about this game coming up tomorrow, 435-339-0321. And don't forget, Utah State basketball plays tonight against VCU. Our sister station will have KVNU game day coverage starting at 6.30 with Al Lewis on 610 AM, 102.1 FM, the KVNU mobile app, and kvnutalk.com. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. I don't know if you would consider Andy Koch a young guy or not, but if if not, um, we, we got some promising young guys uh, as far as like um, effort-wise and stuff. The effort's there. It's just about learning. Uh, Sage is a good kid. He's going to be good, but especially Pula Alo, uh, Pula Alo, he's going to be really, really good once he uh, once he just learns football a little better. But right now, he's doing really well for us as starting true freshman. So I'm pretty proud of him and where he's heading. That's Demetric Aliafua talking about some of the offensive leaders and uh, these young guys from Utah State offensively. Certainly his attention's on that offensive line. There is some versatility there, which is good. Uh, I, I like the offensive line. It can do a little better job of of holding a pocket for the quarterback. Um, but uh, I, I like the direction that it where it's headed. Um would certainly love it to be better than it has been. But one of the things that they're going to have their hands full this week with an aggressive New Mexico defense. This is a team that likes to create havoc and creates turnovers. Frank Miley talked about that. Now, this is a this is a Lobo team under the direction of Rocky Long that can separate the ball from the guy 
pretty successfully. And this is a team that likes to create havoc out on the field. Just that. These, these guys fly around, man, and it's a numbers game. How many hats can you get to the football on defense? And so uh, these, these guys are intentional about getting to the football and, and intentional about getting the ball out. And so um, that's something we always teach here. It's never changed the message for us. It's all about getting the ball to our offense uh, and, and keeping the ball away from their offense. And so um, those guys have done a good job coaching that stuff up. And again, it's it, it's rocking long and he does a hell of a job. He's done it his whole career. And so he's, he's one that, that as a defensive guy, you respect the hell out of because of how he does things and and really his he doesn't change so he wants fast physical football and so look forward to seeing it and playing against it well and, and that's the thing is, is like when it, when you hear from coach gonzalez he says his defense is very physical when you talk about coach miley and his defense he or at least establishing of his offense he wants to be very physical i expect it to be a low scoring Kind of a knockout, dragout fight, um, which would be really uh, a contrast in in styles compared to the last couple of years. Um, more, that's more based on blowout and the way the offense was designed for the Aggies. But this one might be diff- different. I think this can be a physical battle, really decided through the trenches. I agree. I, I think this one comes down to who holds that line of scrimmage the best. You know, does the offensive line for Utah State? give Andrew Peasley time? Do they give him lanes? Do they give Jalen Warren lanes to run? Uh, Devontae Henry Cole to get out there and make some things happen? Um, Does that Utah State defensive front apply pressure on their quarterback? They haven't really done a great job of that getting to the opposing quarterback. Can they do that? Can they stop and uh, fill those running gaps to slow things down, to give the linebackers time to get up there to, to seal the deal. That, that really, I totally agree with you, Ajay. That, for me, is the key in this one, is what happens at that initial line of attack. Uh, these are two teams that are hungry for a win. They've not been great. Uh, there's been execution issues. New Mexico's had to fly all over the place just to have a season. Uh, so Utah State has to be able to take advantage of those opportunities. Yep, absolutely. And again, it's just being aggressive, right? Taking your shot, not being afraid to... To be aggressive. Um, in a game like this, when you have nothing to lose, just let it fly. Have some fun. Be loose. Let the hair down. Uh, you got two, and you got a great, honestly, you got a good quarterback in Peasley. Everybody wants to see what Cooper Legault's made of. Show us. Show Agonation what we got on national television on Thanksgiving night when you're the only football game in the country going on. And we've got some great tight ends, too. We've, we haven't seen them thrown too hardly at all. Yep. Uh, nine three one five texts in. I believe USU can win this football game tomorrow. How much do they win it by? I think two scores. Wow, some confidence. Yeah, that's confident. I like it. I like it. Nine three one five. Thank you. I like the confidence. Five three three eight texts in. Regardless of the Aggies' record this year, I don't know what excuse can be made if they can't beat a winless team at home with two weeks to prepare. I'm with you, and that's a and that's a great point. Five three three eight. You've had time to prepare for the New Mexico team. To reset yourself, work on yourselves, and now focus on New Mexico. I that's a really good point. Touche. Utah State by two scores. No, I love nine three one five. Does a touchdown and a field goal count as two scores? Yes, because you have to score twice to get back in the game. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I, that's confidence. I'm not sure if that's the case though. I think Utah State wins, but I think it's close. 
I, I think Utah State wins by a touchdown or less. Just, I'm hoping for progress from Fresno to this game, given a little more time. But uh, there's still a lot of warts on that Utah State oh, football team yeah. that have not Absolutely. been addressed. Yep. 2787 Texan, 17-14 Utah State. Wait, what okay. does he have it as? 17 to 14. That that's realistic. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, maybe too. And he said Utah State? Yep. I'm thinking more like 21 to 17. I know that sounds like a weird score, but that's kind of more what I have. Oh, in that's mind. good. Utah State on top. 14-10 Utah State. That's what I have. Both teams struggling. It'll be more of a defensive slugfest. Yeah, and it's just going to be ugly football. Let's be honest with each other. I think it could be that. I could see that. Okay, what, uh, what's your score prediction for tomorrow? Utah State, New Mexico. Aggies at home. Had a little extra time to prepare. 435-339-0321 or message us directly through the KVNU mobile app. I think 21-17. That's my prediction. Oh, a little bit of scoring then, huh? And you're thinking 14 to 10? Yep. All right. So what you uh, love to get your predictions for tomorrow's game. Uh, reminder, KVNU game day tomorrow at 4. Kickoff will be at 5 on Fox Sports. <sighs> you guys are going to be busy tomorrow, one? aren't you? Yeah, Fox Sports 1 tomorrow. Fox yep. Sports 1, FS1. Tonight, it's Utah State basketball. They play VCU. That's at 7.30. So KVNU game day starts at 6.30. Uh, coming up next hour. And uh, tip-off will be on ESPN2. And then depending on w- if they win or lose, depends on what time the basketball team uh, plays on Thursday. So we may be doing a football-basketball doubleheader pregame. Uh, don't know. We'll just kind of play it by ear after what happens tonight. But uh, hopefully Utah State gets the victory and uh, we're able to talk about what's next for the Aggie basketball team as well. So a quick time out here in the Full Court Press. Love to get your predictions, your score predictions for tomorrow's football game, 435-339-0321. The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Getting some responses and some predictions for tomorrow's football game. 8701 texts in. Well, we have seen what Peasley can do in the past, and he was just as bad as Shelley. Yeah. He did have some struggles. Yes, that is yeah. true. So I say we lose if we would have uh, went with Cooper, even though we don't know what we he can do. But from what I hear about him, we would have won. 2117 is his prediction. Uh... Six eight nine one twenty four twenty one New Mexico. Okay, that's fair. Look, I think it's going to be a close game. I, I, I that's that's a fair score. Five three three eight texts in for entertainment purposes only. The line on the game is New Mexico minus five and a half. Where do you put your money? Only I love that. Getting psyched for Aggie hoops tonight. Ah, can't wait for Utah State men's basketball to take the hardwood. Uh, by by the way, really quickly, just one more time, congratulations to Coach Ard. And and the big win they got for USU women's hoops. That's just so awesome. I I, mean, I think she's the third coach since 78 to win their 
season opener. I mean, that's and, and so awesome. Congratulations to the women's hoops. Really well deserved. Can't wait to see them uh, and the rest of the season what they do. Eighty-one to seventy-four over Montana. Uh huh. The uh, Grizz. Uh, let's see. Where do you put your money? New Mexico five and a half. Five three three eight says. I, I put my money on Utah State. Yeah, me cover. too. And a cover. Yep, absolutely. I got Utah State winning this football game. I do too. I think it'll be close, but I've got I mean, and, and like five three three eight said, he bring up a really good point. This is a team that is winless, and you've had two weeks to prep for him. No excuses. None. I, I love what he brought up. Uh, you mentioned basketball, some Utah State basketball news. We've kind of seen this and known this based on the other teams, how they've outlined their non-conference schedules, but Utah State made it official today. BYU and Dixie State on the schedule in Logan. Uh, it'll be December 5th for BYU, December 15th for Dixie State. But will there be fans allowed? Yes. Uh, so they are actually working on a plan for to have fans in the spectrum. They haven't said how much, and those fan attendance may change based on uh, direction from the university and local and state health officials as well. Uh, tickets will start going on or going on sale next week. And so, if you're looking to get to the BYU game, you might want to get those early, really early. I wish we could play Weber State, man. I'm bugged by that, Eric. Well, we don't know. Maybe it's still going to happen. I, we got to find a way. There's no reason not to be playing the Wildcats in Ogden. That's, I don't know. I That game should be happening, and it'd be a shame if it didn't. There's still a chance. I mean, Utah State's non-conference schedule includes VCU tonight, whomever they play as a result in this bracket for the next couple of nights, BYU on December 5th, and Dixie State on December 15th. That's hmm. all we know at this yeah. point. Do you think Will that's, Utah State go on the road to play somebody? Do you think that's going to be it, by the way? I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. Utah State will go somewhere, I would predict. They'd have a, they'd have a road non-conference game in there. All right, fair enough. Hopefully they don't have to go too far. Hopefully uh, see, it I, I, gives them a good just go to Ogden. easy test. Let's go to Ogden. Let's play the Weber State Wildcats, an in-state team, an in-state rivalry. Just go play them. I, I mean, if we can make it work, that, that's a team we should be playing. Why, am I, why not Utah? Because we've been through this before. <laughs> Utah doesn't want to touch us. Utah wants nothing to do with the Aggies. They're terrified of Craig Smith. Larry Kay's terrified of Craig Smith. Yeah. That that game ain't happening. They think they're too good for Utah State. Correct. That's absolutely correct. Because they know they're going to lose to Utah State. And, 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 and you fans will say, well, it doesn't do us any good. They're back-to-back Mountain West Conference champions. Utah State has been a good... Back-to-back NCAA tournament appearances. team in the net rankings. Tell me, Utes, how's your back-to-back NCAA tournament appearances? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, reminder, Utah State basketball, they do take on VCU. Mike Rhodes oh, and the Rams. can't wait. Hey, prediction. Uh, I think Utah State wins by at least eight. I got, U- I got Utah State by, I'm going to say seven. I think the line is right now four and a half, five, three, three, eight. Help me on the line if you have that. I think it's I think it's four or something I'm, like that. I have I'm them by seven it up right now. Uh, Utah State by four. Okay, yeah, That's I have the them line. by four. I I'm gonna say Aggies by eight. I feel good about Utah State. 
Yeah, I mean, okay. Can't wait. Dude, just God, can't wait. Let's play some basketball. 6.30 pregame next door on KVNU, 6.10 a.m., 102.1 FM, the KVNU mobile app and kvnutalk.com. It's where you can stream it and listen to it there. And immediately following the game, after you watch it on ESPN2, Al Lewis and John Russell will break it down and let you know what's next because who they play could be different. The time they play will be different. So that'll be made clear later on this evening. Utah State is the last game in the tournament tonight. Yep. So it'll all be known by the time that game is done. And tomorrow, pregame coverage for Utah State football starting at 4 as they get ready for New Mexico. We may be doing a doubleheader with football and basketball <laughs> pregame. Not exactly sure yet. We'll know more after this evening. We'll be on the air on Friday, by the way. Yes.